You're listening to Innovating Smart, stories of sustainability for tomorrow's innovators. Explore all of our stories at innovatingsmart.org. What is smart? Smart is system savvy, managed intelligently, adaptive, regenerative, and trusted. These are our design principles for a sustainable world. My name is Peter Fitch, and I am a graduate with a BA in Environmental Studies, and I am going to be talking with Duncan Soldner from Gourmet Growers, who has produced an indoor agriculture model that produces zero waste and can operate near urban areas. My name is Duncan Soldner, S-O-L-D-N-E-R, I'm the president of Gourmet Growers. There's a multiplicity of ways where we can reduce resource demand grow a product, be near an urban center, and uh, end up being able to reduce our operating costs and deliver finished goods to an urban market uh, at a lower overall cost, environmental cost, operating cost. The economy is, is a dollar and cents thing and an environmental impact. You need to think about the product from the first conception all the way through to the end. Where, where are you going to get your resources? Just because they're cheap from Korea or from India doesn't mean that's a good way to get your resources. Is there someplace locally you can get your resources because it's a lower impact to the overall economy? Think about how you can reduce your impact because invariably if you can reduce your environmental impacts, you're going to increase your profits at some point. What are the other benefits? Are you close to uh, your raw materials? Are you close to your customer base? Are you close to a job, a body of uh, employee pool? Uh, are you uh, near an area where you can get uh, some synergy from the community? Is it a redevelopment area? Can you build in, in uh, let's say, an old uh, industrial complex where you can help bring back some vitality to it? We have a successful model for, for mushroom farm, and it will be equally successful for other products. And it starts as a product or a process flow that starts at one end and moves all the way through to the finished goods end. And so they don't have to be redundant steps where you circle around and, and loop back on yourself and stumble over yourself. Uh, so we can take that footprint and move it to uh, almost any place. By having a nine acre roof, it's going to cover all our working surfaces. Uh, any kind of uh, agricultural activity uh, has the potential to end up with a, a degraded rainwater runoff problem. So if we're going to be uh, manipulating our planting material, moving it from place to place on, on hard surfaces, concrete surfaces, uh, any of those surfaces that would uh, be impacted by rainwater, the rainwater runoff would be considered contaminated waste. Well, with a big roof, we don't get that rainwater runoff. We can collect our, our wash water, recycle that, put it back into our product, then we have no wastewater discharge. By locating our, our facilities near to urban centers, because we solve all the environmental problems that farms normally have uh, with our roof and our, our other systems, uh, we'll be able to tap into the existing logistics that are out there. In the 70s, a uh, Japanese researcher in Japan found that, gee, why do we have to wait about you know, getting an actual wooden log, you know, treating the wooden log, doing something with the wooden log? I mean, the log is so fibrous and so tough, and it just takes so long to grow mushrooms. Why don't we grind up the log? Well, we make a presto log, essentially, a sawdust log, pack it all, fill it up with, with mushroom mold, and let it cook for a while. So after about four months, instead of several years, you get a, a, a 
harvestable log. So this is a compacted sawdust log. And you initiate it by taking the, what's a fairly dry log, it weighs about four pounds when I get it, soaking it in water for 24 hours, putting it on one of these racks, and then managing the environment. So it's, it's a trick of uh, how much recirculated air, how much heat, how much cooling, how much fresh air, how much uh, air you allowed to, to develop. I've got a series of partners. I've got a business partner, Paul Masson. I've got uh, four uh, management partners who will be key managers who work at another mushroom farm right now. Uh, they will be the operating managers. Uh, so I have a network of things going on. I've got air conditioning co contractors. I've got a, a design contractors from Holland. Our compost is really a composted wheat straw base uh, that has uh, nutrients added to it from its composition. We're trying to conserve the nutrients. We're not trying to degrade the nutrients. We're trying to conserve the nutrients uh, and have the mushrooms and mold grow on this moldy straw matrix, a substrate, and then uh, grow the mushrooms, sell the substrate later as, as a compost downstream of somebody else. There's really two levels of what we're doing. We're taking this, this uh, European-American technology level and building a floor plan footprint of how we want the farm to operate. Uh, the, the, process, the materials processing, the harvesting, the operations, the, the uh, sales all go in a certain footprint. This is a regional sort of project, so what we're targeting is a, is a facility that will produce uh, 150 to 170,000 pounds of mushrooms a week. That's the size of the facility. And that's, that'd be enough to be an impactor in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, in Northern California. Uh, I have a partner, Paul Masson. He's a business associate of mine. Met him 25 years ago with another mushroom project, uh, MBA Wharton. Uh, and he's uh, helped me put together the, the business aspect, the paperwork, the numbers. From an operating standpoint, I understand the business you know, pretty comfortably. And then there's another level of, of, uh, of business understanding that I didn't have, that I've been developing in, in constant Paul. I have a network, a design team, a network team, uh, both local, regional, and international, uh, that helped put this together. So I've gone through this once with them, built a farm, extremely successful. Um, delightedly, for me anyway, uh, that farm is hitting its numbers exactly. So the numbers that we predicted in 2002 when the first concept first came up is exactly what they're producing now. We've found two places that, that have everything we need, everything we desire. Uh, they are they're both sympathetic and supportive of the project. Uh, they've offered to uh, make uh, accommodations for planning and regulations for us, uh, even offered to help finance uh, through industrial revenue bonds. Um, all we need is investor money. So it's investor money is really the, the key element that's our block right now. You have to sort of build out these mushroom farms. They will have a long, long life. We're expecting a 30, 40, 50 year life to each of these facilities. Thanks to Duncan Soldner for talking with us today. Visit Gourmet Growers at gourmetgrowers.us. I am Peter Fitch. This story was produced by myself, Chris Gonzalez, Alex Kawashima, directed by Sue Liebeck, with support from Sustainovations, Business for a World We Share, Silicon Valley, Innovation Associates, and Starnet, Harnessing the Power of Partnership. 
This has been Innovating Smart, bringing you stories of sustainability for tomorrow's innovators. Explore all of our stories at innovatingsmart.org.